My name is Nico Kakos. I'm the president and CEO of RGT Now Lithium and Energy Corp. And our company represents the next uh, major discovery of lithium in the prolific and well-known uh, lithium triangle in Argentina. We believe we've got the the project with the results that's going to develop into the next uh, uh, lithium deposit in that part of the world. Nico, good to see you again. Uh, I think last time we spoke, we were talking uranium, uh, and now you're in the lithium triangle, Bolivia, Chile, uh, Argentina, um, telling that story. But look, because it's Argentina, people will be a little bit nervous about that one. Tell us a little bit about the competitive advantages you may have operating in country. There's There are many competitive advantages. Number one is the, the, the occurrence of lithium. Um, as, as the, recently the price has gone up because the demand for lithium is so high and being able to find lithium is not as easy. It's not easy to, to get out there and to find it. But one of the best places to source lithium is within what's the world renowned lithium triangle. Nearly 60% of known lithium reserves of the world come from this area. In the lithium triangle, it is basically encompasses part of northeastern Chile, a little bit of uh, southern Bolivia, and a significant chunk of northwestern Argentina. Now, with respect to Argentina, because the country uh, is really underdeveloped in terms of uh, mining exploration, most of the best place to find lithium is really in Argentina. And our expertise, I think, really weighs in there uh, with our 30-year track record with Grosser Group. So uh, besides, that's the one advantage that we have in Argentina, the fact that uh, it's underexplored and lithium, uh, there's an excellent chance of finding lithium. There's excellent potential, sorry, to find lithium there. The second advantage, of course, is the government's. The governments of the provinces of Salta and Catamarca in that part of the world and the federal government have been very vocal proponents uh, and supporting of mining uh, investment, especially in lithium. So it, it creates an excellent and very advantageous um, framework and environment for explorers like us to go into Argentina and to uh, conduct our mining work. Okay, and again, for the, the uninitiated people who don't know the Grosso Group, you, you've re referenced them um, already. Um, blue sky uranium. It, it, okay, I think it's fair to say this is you know small junior waiting for the uranium uh, space to turn, like a lot of people. But what are, what are the other successes in the group? Well, as as Grosso Group, we have over thirty years of experience of being in Argentina. Uh, Joe Grosso, the founder of Grosso Group. Uh, recognized the opportunity 30 years ago in that uh, Argentina was finally uh, liberalizing and, uh, it's, and modernizing its investment laws to allow foreign investment into the mining industry back in 1992-93. Now, prior to that, there had been extremely very, very limited uh, mining expression. So what we had, we had uh, a country like Argentina, which is uh, the eighth largest country by landmass in the world, being severely underdeveloped in terms of mining. And you look at its neighbor in Chile, which is a small sliver compared to Argentina, that had that was already reaping very significant revenues of mining uh, royalties from its mining industry. So Argentina decided to get going, but we were there at the beginning, right at the forefront. And we were, and over that 30 year period, we have made actually four major world-class discoveries. Uh, we've discovered the Guacamayo gold mine, which is still in production today. 
we discovered the Chinchillas silver lead zinc mine, which is still in production today. We did that in partnership with SSR Mining from discovery all the way up into production. We discovered the Navidad silver deposit, which is the world's largest undeveloped silver deposit. And as you already alluded to, the Amarillo Grande Uranium Vanadium District, it's uh, the, the largest deposit of uranium in Argentina and a brand new district in southern Argentina. And here with Argentina Lithium, we, uh, we see the, uh, the potential and the unexplored region of northwestern Argentina, and we think we can replicate this with lithium. Right, and so, so tell me what the model is here, because obviously with uh, Navidad, that's Pan, Pan American Silver, $4 billion company, Chinchillas, uh, SSR Mining, uh, etc. Is it to make discoveries and then bring people with bigger balance sheets on to actually, you know, stop, you know, pay, pay for and, and to develop and mine those projects? Is that what you're about? That's exactly what uh, what what our what our model is. Um, as a junior explorer, we have limited access to capital, but what we do have, we have we have excellent exploration team. We have a, a very talented technical team and on the corporate side, being able to fund it uh, so that it remains. So when we make a discovery, it remains advantageous to our shareholders uh, of that time. So we have uh, also when you're making doing an export in the exploration phase of a, of, a, of a discovery, it's a very different business than the development of a mine and a running of a mine. That's almost like two different businesses. We understand what we're good at and we focus in on that. And then uh, when we bring the project up to pre-feasibility or feasibility study, that's what our expertise is in-house. At that point, we bring not a, um, a major company, not just for financial, but also for uh, their expertise in being able to take it forward. So what kind of a deal do we do at that time? Well, it depends on economic circumstances at, at that time. We may sell it out outright. We may choose to keep uh, an option uh, for ourselves and go for the ride uh, during production. It, it's a decision that's made uh, at a much later time. Right, okay, and you, you've got a couple of kind of core, pro well, four, four, four projects, but sort of two kind of core projects. You've got uh, Rincon West and uh, Antifala uh, North. So. This, they're slightly different plays, aren't they? One is a kind of neurology play, it seems. In fact, why don't we start with Rincon? Tell us, tell us what you got there. Yeah, we, we do. We have four projects that we were able to put together uh, relatively quickly, and now we're at the phase where we're starting to explore and, um, and, and to drill test these projects. And of the four, the two leading projects, like you said, are the Rincon West and the Antifire project. And the reason for that is both those projects um, have established major companies with resources on them. So we know that these salt lakes or solars as they're known in Argentina, um, contain lithium. So, uh, it, let's looking at Rincon West. Rincon West is, is the northernmost project that besides being situated, uh, right by a highway and a, a excellent infrastructure, uh, including a railway that leads to, leads to a deep sea port in Chile and power and, and so forth. Um, the project itself, uh, our neighbor uh, recently was uh, is Rio Tinto, uh, one of the world's largest mining companies, and they recently, just earlier this year, in fact, paid eight hundred twenty-five million dollars to acquire 
their position there with a significant resource and they are completely uh, bordering all of our properties. So, and another uh, larger company there is Argosy Minerals is a, a Australian company. They too are on the same solar uh, and they have uh, about a quarter million uh, ton, quarter million uh, ton of uh, um, lithium resource, lithium carbonate resource in the same solar. And we've started drilling there. And this is what makes this solar perspective. So we acquired our projects. We've gone in. We've done some geophysics, identified uh, target areas where we think we could make lithium discoveries. And we started drilling. Uh, we've completed and announced two holes so far. And both holes have encountered significant intervals of lithium uh, at grades that are comparable with both what Rio Tinto has been getting and with Argosy Minerals. So we're, we're off to the races here, it seems right from the get-go. So we've got three more holes to do, and uh, I believe if they continue to come in that the way they are coming in, um, they, uh, we're going to be doing a resource calculation in short order. Right, okay, showing a bit of ankle to um, Rio Tinto, possibly Argosy, but they're the other side of the Salar from you. Um, so I guess the, the economics would need to be defined there for them. But how much more work do you need to do on this to be able to get Rio Tinto to move? And in a sort of meaningful way, you know, they've, they've got their own time frame. They've got a huge land package there, albeit all around yours. Um, they don't need you yet. So how, you, you've got to have a view on how much money you spend and say, well, that's enough on that one, and that's just a waiting game. We'll move on to the next thing. We've got a bunch of, we've got a bunch of um, uh, projects here we need to move along the curve. So how do you play it? Well, one of the main technologies here, and this is key, is what's made uh, these projects really viable, is direct lithium extraction. It's a new uh, technology where chemically you can remove lithium at relatively very much lower cost than what it used to be. They used to have to take the lithium brine, lay it out on these flat surfaces and allow it to evaporate over many years. It was time consuming, very expensive, and you needed an extremely high grades of lithium in order to make that work. In the last five years, we've seen these lithium extraction technologies really advance. And I think uh, Rio Tinto now has got a pilot plant and so does Argosy, uh, in, in which they're, they're, they feel that this is going to work for them. And this is what we're planning to do. So um, if we have a significant resource that we can uh, identify and then we do, we can uh, do a, build a pilot plant demonstrate uh, a direct lithium extraction technology that works and, and do either a preliminary economic uh, assessment or a feasibility, a pre-feasibility study. At that point, um, somebody's going to want it. If it's real Tinto, if they want to include that, if it's significant enough, they may want it. But we're already getting expressions of interest from other large companies, both from, you know, from China and from Europe. There's a huge demand right now. So uh, so I don't think it was our only option. Why would you go? Well, I know you want the competitive tension because that, that drives the price up. But at the same time, what, you, there's no way you want to spend money on a pilot plant or, or, or anything, anything which involves any kind of capital expenditure. Surely when you've got this, this you know, obvious partner sitting next door to you. So how, without going and spending a ton of money, diluted money at that, how do you get their attention and, and you know and how do you take a view on what value is or isn't good enough 
for you to you know get some cash out of this thing to go and actually develop stuff that you can take control of or is more likely to have a slightly more interesting economic profile? Well, Rio Tinto understands the, the Solar extremely well, obviously. And us publishing a resource, uh, which we expect a, a, maybe a maiden resource in the first quarter of 23, is going to be the first sort of waving of the flag, look what, look at us, look what we've got, and then we will continue to drill and to see if we could increase that resource. Um, if it attracts, you know, that, I mean, I, I can't speak for Rio Tinto what their, uh, what their modus operandi here is. If it's a significant resource, I'm sure um, that they will take interest in it and, and, and they, will, they, they may uh, look at it and come and talk to us. But at the same time, though, there will be others that will be looking at it as well, as we already have, like I said, expressions of interest uh, from companies, but we're not looking to do any deals right now. When I said in terms of building a pilot plant, a pilot plant, we wouldn't be the ones paying for that. Usually these direct lithium extraction companies come in, they provide the funding for that uh, and because they like to see their technologies being applied. So. Um, it's a decision I think that we're going to make after we publish a resource and uh, what the circumstances are at that time. That makes sense. Okay, building a resource make, makes a lot of sense. DLE companies funding this stuff. I, I, I would like to, you know, it'd be interesting to sort of see how that moves because there's not a lot of those DLE companies that are kind of showing the commerciality of these things. They're showing sort of technical success, but moving it up the up, up the chain and doing it at scale is a different matter. So. Um, It'd be interesting to see how that technology evolves. It'd be interesting to see how those conversations evolve. But you obviously got something of value there. Um, the question is, who, who, who to, I, I suspect. Right. Um, now, without sort of wanting to dig too deep into the weeds today, because we're kind of introducing the story to, story yeah. to people. So lithium, great thesis to be um, talking about for sure. Um, battery, battery thematic, EV thematic, green thematics, all, all good. So Ant uh, Antofala North, um, what's that? Like, and the Fala North is an, is another uh, Solar, another Salt Lake, uh, just south of uh, Rincon, and that is a very long uh, Solar, many many kilometers. And what makes that one really attractive to us, that in the center part of that uh, Solar, is uh, it's been staked and owned by Albermale. Albermale is one of the world's largest lithium producing companies. So they have also previously published in a news release, they have in this Solar, what they believe, the largest lithium resource in Argentina. So we control the entire northern part of this same Salt Lake, and, we and we're right up to the border. We border with Albermal right now. So as we're right now, our, our focus has been on Rincon and drilling that in the new year. We're going to begin our geophysics program, which has been working extremely well in terms of helping us identify the presence of uh, brine aquifers at depth. And then uh, I expect in the, the towards the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, we'll uh, commence a drill program to test uh, for the presence of lithium on our pro on our property in this lithium bearing solar. Right. Okay. So it's a similar model, similar cookie cutter yes. model that they could a neurology thing to 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 a let's call them major two because they're they're one of the biggest out there. Um, and then it's a then it's a question of doing enough, and then the waiting game, and then you know maybe then moving down to the sort of other projects. I'm uh, was it. 
Cositos? Am I going there's, to yeah, there's Positos. that name? Yeah, Positos and Inkawasi. Uh, those yeah. are the two other projects. Uh, the reason we have them further down our priority list is because there is no major company there. Uh, there, you know, we, there hasn't been any uh, li big lithium discovery made in these projects. There are exploration plays. They're certainly prospective. Uh, Positos, we have a very large position there, and uh, it's a very large Solar as well. Um, that one, after we complete with the first two, you know, there's work. We'll complete some geophysics here and uh, and drill test those. And then the same with Inkawasi. The case with Inkawasi. Uh, we actually have the entire solar uh, to ourselves. So that one we had drill test many years ago, uh, but the emergence of some new geophysical uh, techniques was not applied at that time. We expect to, to do the geophysics first, which we think has been an excellent indicator to point us to where we should be drilling for high grade uh, lithium and, uh, and then proceed on to that. So we've got a lot on our plate. Uh, a lot of projects uh, for, but I think uh, with Rincon, where we're already getting uh, lithium values, I think you know we have a discovery, and we're very excited to see that being developed. Well, you've got you've got projects, um, and I guess you've got you've got access in country because again, it's kind of where where others fear to tread, really. And uh, I suspect, I mean, how much does it cost you to acquire these four projects? Well, the projects we were able to acquire, many of them for. Uh, I guess some of them we were able to stake, which we which is not very expensive at all. In some cases, we were able to uh, do deals with local vendors, uh, multiple vendors, and be able to put together and assemble uh, an area play or or, or a significant package uh, to, within a project. And uh, and in some cases, in a Rincon, just in the last uh, this summer, in fact. Uh, we were participated in a bid. The government was publicly auctioning uh, a, a piece of uh, a piece of land in the within the Rincon Salar, which is actually would have a butt which abuts directly into ours, and we were won that. That one we paid was the most expensive piece of property, and we paid two and a half million dollars to acquire that. But some of the others we were able to get just for a few thousand dollars or in option deals. So we've been pretty prudent and uh, we've been able to very fortunate and because we have the backing of Grosser Group and the reputation there which has given us access to uh, the local uh, vendors who in many cases uh, feared are distrustful of larger foreign companies coming into Argentina. They know that we're going to be honest with them, that we'll be transparent in our business dealings. So it truly gives us a real competitive advantage, and we've been able to leverage that. Okay, it's, it's an interesting um, model you described. Where, where, where are you with cash? Because because here's the thing, you're not promising to be all things to all men and say, because it's very, you know, lithium is very technical uh, metal. Um, you, you know what you're good at, and where you're going to go up to, and you've been able to acquire assets. That's kind of interesting to me, and pick them up at a you know reasonable price. So hopefully the uplift is is good when there's an exchange. Um, but to to kind of get to that point, you, to kind of show that little that bit of ankle, show 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 the um, strength of the assets you've got, you are going to have to spend money. So where are you with capital now? What are you going to need to kind of move these projects through those phases? Well, right now we're, we've got a, about a million and a half still left in our bank, which is uh, sufficient to complete our drill program at Rincon West. 
Now, as we've acquired uh, recently additional land uh, at Rincon and at Antifaya, and the fact that we're beginning to move towards a resource calculation, hopefully, uh, that we can publish in the first quarter of 23. We're going to need additional cash to go forward with that. So we're going to be looking to raise, depending on the market, and we're um, you know always mindful of dilution, so also a share price. We'll be looking to wait, you know, we'll be considering maybe another $5 million or so for the, the next year so that we can have enough funding to to accelerate the drill program at Rincon and to do the drill program that we want to do at the Antifaya uh, North properties. Right. Okay. So, okay. Right. And in, in any sense of what, what that looks like, I mean, what's your burn rate, for instance? It depends when we're drilling. <laughs> it, it, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but it, but it, you're, it's, you're, it's spreading, you're, you're spreading corporate through the cross-oak creep. You're not that's kind of right. Our load, overhead, loading down the company. That's right. right. Our overhead costs are very, very low. Uh, most of the money that we raise goes in the ground, basically in in, in terms of drilling and and uh, and exploration. And our financial statements uh, can re- do reflect that. So, I hope to be burning a lot more money, <laughs> but uh, you know it depends, of course, on um, on on the share price and uh, the, the intensity of the program that we can handle in the, on the ground. Well, I, I suspect the, the the market's pretty tough out there as well. You're going to have to make a call on on. <laughs> what that looks like, because because there's a slight disconnect between equities and lithium prices, which have been on an absolute tear. Um, so yeah, you got to play that game carefully too, haven't you? No, of course, but there but there is still interest out there for for lithium right now. I, I don't have any doubts that we can raise the funds for that. It's being able to do it at prices that are not you know managing dilution for our shareholders. So we're always mindful of that. Okay. Well, uh, Nico, um, look, thanks for introducing the story to us. First of all, um, interested in all kind of EV stories at the moment, um, and, and you know the business plans and strategies of, of the management teams um, involved. So stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, um, especially when it comes around to raising capital. Uh, be intrigued to sort of see how that goes on goes for you. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you.